Welcome to the Humber Spotlight podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the Waterline Summit, which is the Humber region's biggest decarbonisation event. In 2023, it was in partnership with Future Humber and the University of Hull. Over three days, business leaders, academics, government representatives and young people gathered at the Aura Innovation Centre to discuss decarbonisation and sustainability. There were numerous talks and events, including a popular student sustainability challenge which this year was supported by Philips 66 and Hull KR Foundation. In this episode, I talked to some of the people involved in the Waterline Summit 2023. So here at the Waterline Summit 2023, I'm here with Ariana Abdulnar, who is going to be one of the UK delegation going to COP28 this year. Uh, We had her on a panel this morning for our launch event. Ariana, welcome to your innovation centre in Hull. Uh, Nice to have you. Can you tell me a little bit more about you and why you're here? Hi, thank you. Yes, it's lovely to be here. My first time in Hull. Um, It's been a real treat. So I am uh, this year's head UK youth delegate to COP28. So my role is effectively to bridge the gap between young people in civil society and the government um, and translate the wants and needs of of young people within the UK, but also internationally, um, into a sort of succinct policy communique um, that the government then sort of inherit into their own policy communique that we they will then take to the sort of global stage at COP28. Um, and it's been a wonderful year working with different partners and different stakeholders, both domestically and internationally, to understand what these priorities are, what the sort of barriers to achieving them are, and what the next steps can be um, that we can take in order to sort of actualize all these sort of promises in terms of loss and damage and the different um, things established either at COP27 or in the previous years um, through the 2015 Paris Agreement text. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to heading to Dubai in two weeks. So we've got Dr Sarah Shaw of the Logistics and Research Institute at the Hull University Business School with us and she's just been on the talk. Um, about Net Zero Humber and about how far we've come as a region, talking to a lot of businesses about you know their journey and, and how it's working and, and get some advice. Uh, Sarah, welcome to the Waterline again. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, so tell me a little bit about uh, the talk today and what advice you gave to businesses to um, to help them reach Net Zero. Yeah, so we've been I've been on a panel today talking about net zero and how far we've come as a region and how important the Humber is in making that transition for the UK to net zero by 2050. Um, yeah, with the panelists, the rest of the panelists, we've been talking about how or one of the most important things is that is, is to measure, so to start that journey in terms of uh, measuring your carbon emissions, even if that's just scopes one and two initially, which are slightly easier, and then starting to dip your toe in the water with scope three. Um, but the overriding support and message from the panel, from the team here is, you know, there's loads of support and it's all about collaboration and actually, you know, you're not in this on your own as an organisation, if you're an SME, um, there's the OES campaign, there's the University of Hull, there's a whole wraparound of support services from some of the larger organisations to help you on that journey. And this whole net zero piece, it's, you know, it's about looking at what are the opportunities for you as a business, so how, you, how it can be used to reframe, rethink your business model and supply chain. Uh, to create competitive advantage. So the possibilities are endless. It's very exciting. We've got Paul Andrews, who's a Global Energy Director at Smith & Nephew. Uh, Paul, welcome to the Waterline Summit. Um, Great talk. Tell us a little bit about you and why you're here. 
I, I manage energy for Smith Nephew, and with energy you can't deal just with energy these days, you need to put up, pick up carbon emissions, so we've got scope 1, 2 and 3 emissions to deal with. Um, scope 1 and 2 are pretty small within Smith Nephew, only 3% of our emissions. The big monster that we need to deal with is our scope 3 emissions. We've measured them once, and we're in the throes of measuring our 22 and 23 emissions at the moment to validate those first numbers. Once we've got those, we'll start putting together an action plan to deal with those emissions, identify the hotspots and, and make some progress. But we need to measure it first. We need to understand our emissions before we put a plan together and move forward. And you've joined us today at the Waterline Summit on a panel of lots of different local and regional large and small businesses um, to explain to the audience about how they can sort of go on that journey as well, uh, reducing their carbon emissions to get to net zero. Uh, what do you think the big takeaway for you has been from the talk today? The big takeaway for me is one we already knew, to be honest, in looking at our um, scope three emissions, that we can't do it on our own. You know, we can go and buy green energy, we can reduce our, um, reduce our usage, we can do some self-generation at our sites, but that's only going to affect a very small amount of our emissions. Unless, unless we get involved and collaborate with our suppliers from massive other internationals like ourselves down to local you know, heating and ventilation engineers that look after our site in Hull, we need to work with them and collaborate with them um, to reduce those emissions and recognise you know, those emissions within our supply chain. So at the end of day one of the Waterline Summit 2023 and we had the Student Sustainability Challenge and I've got with me now Craig from the Hull KR Foundation and Nina from Philips 66 who ran the event. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about the Student Sustainability Challenge this year please? Um, yeah, the Student Sustain Sustainability Challenge uh, for this year in 2023. Um, I was here last year and we uh, at Hull KR Foundation and was really impressed by the event. Um, it was really well put together. It was the first time I'd seen the Aura Innovation Centre, uh, which blows you away anyway. And it was the first time I became aware of the sustainability challenge uh, that was led by Philip 66. So when the opportunity came up to co-sponsor the event for 2023, I jumped at the chance really. Um, I'd, I'd not met the Philip 66 team before, I'd not met Nina specifically, and it was a really good conversation um, that we had. Uh, went over to Philip 66, um, enjoyed a tour, um, and it seemed like there was some alignment there um, for our strategic goals. Um, Hull KR, led by the Hull KR Foundation, we're working towards a net zero mission anyway. Um, that's the reason that we're here supporting the Waterline event. So for us as a, as a club and as a foundation working towards those goals and to be able to communicate to the wider communities of the Humber region, it seemed like a great fit to uh, encourage students to engage in STEM activities around sustainability. So it was a really good fit for everybody involved. So it's, uh, it's delightful to be uh, co-sponsoring the event this year. So the Student Sustainability Challenge is an opportunity for Year 9 and Year 10 students from around the Humber to get involved in STEM activities in a sustainable theme. Um, Nina, were you impressed by the level of entries this year? The entries this year have been fantastic. Um, the ideas from tidal energy to 
storage clouds going on to DNA to save carbon to the winners which was the most amazing seaweed factories and building farms across the UK um, and using seaweeds from everything from uh, biofuels to makeup the students had really really thought a lot about what they wanted the planet to look like what they needed to improve to make that difference and presented amazingly well today it's all very well as as having conferences and talking about net zero but ideally you know we're all going to be sat in our armchairs nicely retired it's these students that are going to be carrying this mantle on um, and to be able to uh, bring Craig on board this year so you wouldn't initially stick a rugby stadium next to a, a global energy company but it just shows we're all on the journey to to carbon zero net zero but we need these students to think wow what can I do and every idea starts off as a silly idea um, but they thoroughly researched them and we had some amazing projects delivered today so it's phenomenal. So what do you think you're going to take away from this year's Waterline Summit? I think we're going to take away lots of new friends um, the, 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 to, to echo what Nina said around the students um, I think the world certainly the local world is in good hands um, the Waterline Summit uh, puts you in touch with other businesses that are like-minded that are on the same journey or similar journeys um, some on different uh, uh, versions of those journeys some are just starting some are coming to the end some are you know halfway through in fact most are halfway through um, and it's really good to rub shoulders with those businesses make new friends and learn from others as well I think you know we saw in the in the in the opener uh, the opening address of the Waterline Summit this morning um, a really good panel, uh, really well led uh, by a great host. Um, but it was also interesting to see Chris Skidmore, MP, um, talking so openly, openly and passionately around um, his vision um, uh, and, and, and about his reasons for being involved, but also about some key local prominent people um, and businesses that are also on that same same journey. So I think the Humber is in good hands, but it is about working collaboratively together. I was actually going to say the same, we're, we're here as a Humber region, um, it's all about collaboration and partnership, it's all about helping each other, it's all about learning from each other and after watching the, the, the students and their, their presentations and their pure passion about what they were talking about, I feel comfortable that I can nicely retire and the future of the region in the UK is actually going to be in really good hands. So I'm here with Harry Jones, who's a Freeport's Programme Director for the Department for Leveling Up Housing and Communities, and he was part of the panel for our talk on innovation and collaboration, which is a project between the Humber 2030 Division and Humber Freeport. So Harry, thank you for coming. Um, what did you think was the biggest takeaway that you've got from coming to your visit to the Humber and, and for being on the talk today? It's great to see the 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 potential here, the the, the ambition, the the, the you know the, how essential the Humber is for for the energy future of the UK. It's great to see the energy in the room and the level of collaboration that's already here. And you know, from from government's perspective, I think we've got really strongly aligned goals. What we want to achieve on free ports and on levelling up and on energy is really strongly aligned with 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 uh, with what you have here in in the Humber. And I'm looking forward to working closely with the Freeport and with, with other colleagues in the Humber to progress this, improve it and continue to sort of do everything we can to sort of take advantage of the opportunity there. 
So there's a lot of focus today on decarbonisation and the drive to net zero, which you know the Humber's quite known for now. Uh, how confident are you that the, the Humber Freeport project will sort of go towards that in this region? I'm very confident. I, I think there's looking at the sites, and I've visited the, the Freeport sites a number of times. I've, I know, I know the, the. I've seen a lot of analysis on it. I've, I've spoken to all the stakeholders. What the, the potential in terms of offshore wind, in terms of hydrogen, in terms of energy transition, is is really great. And the the Freeport incentives and the Freeport tools have helped get some a good amount of investment in already. We're we're hoping to improve the Freeport software as well and, and provide even more and so I think especially with, with an improved offer I hope to see it autumn statement together with the progress we've already seen I'm, I'm really confident that both sites are going to become reality. So I'm here with Simon Green who's the interim CAO of Humber Freeport and he was on the panel today. Simon um, how was today uh, and what message was it you're trying to get across to people? Uh, thank you I think today was excellent. I think today's title was energy and transition. I think the key points that were from both the audience and from the panel was that transition is not easy. Um, we need to accelerate it and we all have a role to play. The Freeport by definition is, is predominantly concerned with site development, and job creation and investment but it differs from traditional approaches such as enterprise zones etc because it does have a sort of social conscious arm it's about leveling up it's just not about growth for growth's sake and within that we touched upon innovation we talked upon about employment and skills and we touched very much obviously around decarbonisation which is a constant stream running through most of the Humber's activity there's three broad C's we call it about development creativity cash and commodities and commodity is the Humber. It is the Humber, and that's our reason to be. Therefore, to utilise it now, to take advantage of what is a global investment trend in terms of environment and green, and I touched upon in the presentation, there's no such thing as green economics anymore. It's just economics. It's just business. If you haven't got it embedded into your business model, you're not going to be here in four or five years' time. The Humber's time is now, because I think like tectonic plates it just seems to be aligning and we've got to really seize the opportunity and events like today and events like Waterline who've been saying consistently the same message for five years now plus are excellent that's definitely the way forward So I've with me uh, Jade Fernandez from SSE Thermal. She was on the panel for Exploring Future History as a joint event with Arup and University of Hull Environment and Energy Institute. Uh, hi Jade, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, happy to be here for the final event for Waterline. Uh, so how did the event for Exploring Future Histories go yesterday? So what was your participation in that event? So I attended the, the workshop session, uh, which was before the, the panel event. I spoke on the panel, but the workshop session was really interesting because they'd kind of brought in different elements of how you engage people, talking about climate change, obviously you know, focused around water. So I took part in some kind of cra crafting cross-stitch activity. But what was really interesting for me was a lot of the time we engage, we try to engage communities and young people through STEM, which is absolutely the right thing to do, and, and obviously that's really important. But we tend to find there's a bit of a gap where when we're trying to talk to people about climate change um, and engagement in our projects, 
if they don't have a specific interest in STEM, it can be quite difficult. So it's kind of given me a lot of food for thought around is there something more creative we can do around engaging people. So that was great. And then we went into the panel session, which again was kind of a, as you, as you suggested they're exploring future history so how do we tell how do we look at the history and how can that inform the future and how do we engage with communities around that so slightly different topic for me in terms of not directly talking about carbon capture and hydrogen which is the, the projects that we're looking at but it was, it was sort of around water and flooding and resilience but almost the same discipline because we're still talking about engaging communities and engaging young people and, and helping to tell that story. And this morning we've sat through a talk, Innovation and Collaboration, which is a, a joint talk with the Humber Energy Board and Humber 25 Division and Humber Freeport. Did you have any big takeaways from this session? I think we, we really feel like now for the Humber, um, so I've been involved in the work in the Humber for sort of 10 years, 12 years of my time with SSE, three key things for me I suppose the first one is, is obviously the skills agenda really really important you know something that we're working really hard to try and address difficult if you don't have those decisions in terms of the certainty to build these projects second thing is, is collaboration as you know that it was in the title of the session I've definitely seen a shift to certainly in the past five to six years around how the big companies are collaborating with one another the, the third and the key takeaway for me is it really just feel for the humble now like we're on the sort of cusp of these investments happening and I think that you know the more collaboration we've seen the more the government are looking at the Humber really realizing that we are working together and this does need to happen and so you know hopefully what we'll see in the next weeks and weeks and months is some commitment to the infrastructure and that will help us get our projects delivered. Thank you for listening this episode we heard from some of the many people involved in the Waterline Summit 2023. We will be returning in 2024 So please look out for news and if you want to be involved, get in touch.